welcome to the On The Record podcast. And today we have another career podcast episode with Miss Amy Weiss. I'd like to remind everybody that the Student Spin podcast is a sister media to the Six Mile Post newspaper at Georgia Highlands College in Rome, Georgia. The views in this podcast do not represent those of the Six Mile Post or Georgia Highlands College. And today's episode is brought to you by your very own GHC Student Support Services. In case you aren't already aware, they provide free academic career and personal counseling. I'm Austin Williams and I am joined by Kimberly. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. And how are you doing today? Great. Good morning. Amy Weiss is the GHC Veteran Affairs Coordinator. Just tell us a little bit about what you do. So I've worked here at the college doing Veterans Affairs since 2004. I serve our veteran and military students and also their family members that are attending school to use VA benefits, so VA education benefits that are paid through the Department of Veterans Affairs as part of their package when they're released from active duty. So I work with the VA to set all that up and uh, get their benefits started and then just assisting with general advising and course registration and things like that. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your college years. Well, I'm from Rome, Georgia, born and bred. So um, I went to model high school, and then when I finished high school, I enrolled in what was then Floyd College, now Georgia Highlands College. (laughs) And um, so I attended here um, and then transferred to the University of Georgia. And I'm sort of on the long career path for my bachelor's degree because I took some breaks and worked in between and wasn't really sure exactly what I wanted to do. I thought I wanted to be in education and as time went on and the more I got into those classes, I thought maybe not. And so I took a break and eventually I ended up finishing my bachelor's degree. And then several years later, I went on to complete my master's degree at Kennesaw State. Nice. Yeah. So you said you didn't know what you wanted to do. How did you kind of go about discovering what you did want to do? Was there were there any impactful experiences or things that changed your course or your path? Or did you just one day go, hmm, I think I want to do that? Well, you know, I guess trial and error. <laughs> Isn't that how we all sort of end up in these different positions? I started out when I finished my bachelor's degree. I worked for a real estate appraiser here in Rome, and then I was looking to go back to school, and I worked at Coos Valley Technical College, which is now Georgia Northwestern Technical mm-hmm. College, for a couple of years, and then um, applied for a job here. I was looking to go back and complete my master's and found out that working through the university system, if you work full-time, then you know that's a program that's paid for through the university system as part of your benefits, tuition assistance. And so I initially applied for a job in the uh, Student Support Services office. And when I went to the interview, I was kind of explaining what I had done previously. And she said, you know, I think there's a position currently open that you would be great for. So in the interview that I was doing for one position, I was actually, it was recommended that I apply for a different position. And so that's how I ended up in student affairs. And it's just, you know, how wow. those things work out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. And uh, so I was hired as the assistant records manager in the registrar's office. So when I went in, you know, my first couple of days that I was working, the director of financial aid came and said, by the way, I don't know if anyone told you this or not, but you're also our VA certifying official. 
<laughs> That's great. Wow. Just add on. That is wonderful. <laughs> so um, I really quickly signed up to do a blackboard training. Okay, <laughs> good. Yeah. And so um, I completed that training and I thought, okay, you know, I can do this. Well, this was prior to the creation of the post 9-11 GI Bill. Mm-hmm. And so... I probably had 35 or so students at that time, and it was very manageable. It was something that I could do along with my job as the in the registrar's office. And so that sort of went on along, and then our brand new Cartersville campus opened in 2005. And so I applied for the job there as um, admissions counselor, and the vice president of student affairs at the time said, well, I will let you apply for this job, but you have to promise to take veterans affairs with you. (laughs) So I did. And uh, so the main campus for veterans affairs at that time moved to Cartersville. And so I I took it with me. And then probably, I believe in 2009, the post-9-11 GI Bill was introduced and our VA numbers increased significantly. Mm. So we went from 35 to probably over 100. I think at one time we had over 200 mm-hmm. a semester. And so that's a lot of paperwork. That is a lot of, you know, intensive, you know, certification process and all this stuff. So I was also doing admissions counselor at that time and enrollment management. So they decided that they would make the VA portion just my full-time position. And so that way I was able to serve all those students because I serve all the students at all six of our sites, you know, going back and forth with them to processing paperwork and things like that. Then also we opened our veteran resource centers at that time. So we've had those available to multiple campuses for several years. So tell us about those veteran resource centers at the Floyd and Carswell campuses. What's available at those centers? Okay. Well, it is an area that's designed for our veterans and military students. It's just a way to sort of get away from the main campus, you know, public areas and just kind of give them their own little space. We have VA work study students who work in those areas. And so they will give us, you know, the opportunity to have those centers open when I'm away from the office office or at an event out in the community. And so the VA work study positions really helped me to keep these centers open on the various campuses because I can't be in more than one place at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't that be nice if we could? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, with the uh, creation of Zoom, that does sort of fix a little bit of that. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. But anyway, so that really helps us to have you know, those areas on campus, students can drop off paperwork and, you know, or just, you know, have a place to hang out. They have TVs, we have coffee, we've got uh, some nice quiet study areas. And so it's just a a great area for those students and it gives them opportunity to meet other veterans that are on campus. What types of programs and services do you offer veterans and how can prospective students get in touch with you to see about what benefits they may qualify for? For students that are using GI Bill benefits. There's actually education benefits. There's several 
several options. Students can use Montgomery GI Bill, Post 9-11 GI Bill. There's also a VA Voc Rehab program. We have programs that are specifically for our Reserve and National Guard. So there's a wide variety of programs. Probably the complicated part of it is that students have to be approved through the Department of Veterans Affairs before the school can do anything. So that's that's where it's so important for, a, for the school to have someone that is in constant contact with these students because it is sort of a long, drawn-out process, or can be. The initial application for those benefits could take, say, four to six weeks. The school has done an excellent job of trying to set up a process for those students so that we do cut down on the out-of-pocket costs for those students. If you have pending benefits, if the VA has approved students, then they don't have to pay their tuition and fees out-of-pocket. We can put a hold on their account, you know, so that we collect payment when the VA actually pays that directly to the school, which is huge because so many people have quit their jobs, they have families, they're going back to school, and they're depending on this money to help pay for everything that they need, uh, it really is a sacrifice going back to school as an right. adult. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it is. it is. And so that's a great thing that we've done. Now, something else that we offer in the VA resource centers, and this is another way that we can help cut the out-of-pocket costs for our students, is we have a VA lending library. So textbooks, when students enroll in their classes. Now, I, lo- I know a lot of classes uh, now have OpenStack, so, you know, they've got textbooks online for free, but If they have an actual physical book that is required for their class, then we have a lending library. Students can check those out for free for the semester, turn it back in at the end of the semester, and that's just another way that we can try to help cut the out-of-pocket cost, you know, for those students. Right. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, books can be really expensive. Oh, yeah. $60 for a book I had to use for just like two times at the semester, (laughs) so it's uh, it's not fun. Yeah. But on on the Georgia Highlands V, you guys host a veterans family uh, fun day over there. So uh, tell us about how that first got started and what have you learned from starting that from the first time to this like most recent time? Yeah, well, we haven't been able to do it for the mm-hmm. last couple of years because of everything that's going on with the pandemic. So unfortunately, we haven't been able to do that. But we're looking at sort of maybe revamping it a little bit for 2021 and maybe doing something on campus so that the general population of students can also enjoy it. But it sort of came about as we have a really great relationship with the Georgia Army National Guard Family Assistance Specialist. And they serve um, about 20 counties in North Georgia, but they're housed at the Rome Armory. And so we had been planning to do some sort of outside event. The Floyd Campus has a beautiful facility, a pavilion with bathrooms and a grill area, and then it's facing the lake. And so we had planned to do that, and the family assistance specialist um, reached out and said, did you know that April is the month of the military child? And so um, she said, we're planning an event at the armory, and I wondered if we could sort of combine forces and see if we can do an event together. And I was like, absolutely. So the Army National Guard family assistance specialist, they have a large number of connections. 
connections with military-related community resources. And so we combined our efforts, and the Floyd Campus course was available for us to use. So we had this great facility, and then they helped me set up various things. So in the past, we've had things like a rock climbing wall and a bounce house and free food, you know, hot dogs and things like that. We've had a petting zoo. <laughs> yeah. But we've had the Shriners come out, you know, fire trucks and, and ambulances for kids to climb around on. <laughs> we've done canoeing on the lake and giving away so, bikes. I mean, that yes, was one thing. Yes. This is actually how I met Amy yeah. is um, I was working with 4-H as the Operation Military Kid Coordinator for our district. And so that's how I got involved with her. And then I continued even after that position and even while I was in my AmeriCorps position with 4-H. And so I worked with her on several of these events and it is such a wonderful time. It's fun planning the event. It's a little stressful, but it's fun. And then the event itself is just amazing, especially seeing those kids. I mean, it's it's just so much fun. Yeah, and uh, we've had boxes of free toys, yeah, bicycles, all kinds yeah. of, I mean, it is just, and it's open to all the military families in the community as well, because, you know, I think it's a great opportunity for us to have people on campus, you know, that aren't necessarily going to school, but they might have benefits. And then they decide, you know what, I should really take advantage of these benefits. This is a great opportunity for me. You know, it's something that I worked for. I deserve, you know, uh, I earned that. And then a lot of our programs can, or several of our programs can also be transferred over to spouses and dependents. And so um, a good number of our students that we work with are, you know, either the spouse or a child of military person. And so, you know, that's something else that I guess we always need to recognize is that, you know, military service, it's it is so much about the veteran, but also it affects the whole family, you know, deployments and think service, you know, that's out of state or within the state, but miles away, you know, all of that affects the entire family. So we want to make sure that we're serving our veterans and our currently serving military, but we also want to make sure that we're available and be able can connect resources for our military families as well, spouses and dependents. So I know that you need some help. <laughs> We've discussed that. Um, there's there's several things about that. So you tell me, what kind of help do you need? How can our listeners and students on campuses get involved in order to help you? What is available? Well, I'm, I'm specifically... <coughs> excuse me, at the time need a VA work study at the Paulding campus. So uh, we have the same Veterans Resource Center there at the Paulding campus and I've been looking for a work study student there. This is not a federal work study, this is VA work study, so it's considered an extension of their benefits and so students can work, if you're using uh, VA education benefits, uh, they can work up to 25 hours a week is minimum wage, not mm-hmm. taxed. And so... No taxes, that's excellent. No, I know. Bonus. <laughs> and so um, it's opportunity for them to work on campus. It's flexible. You can work, you know, between classes or work on the days that you don't have class or do have class. And so it's that position is currently available. And I also have VA work study here at the Floyd campus. And then I also have VA work study in Cartersville. Okay. So, and if you decide to do the event... And we start yes. advertising on our podcast. <laughs> I know we, you always need student volunteers to help with events like that. So when you do host events like that, 
how can they get involved and what, what are things that they can do to help you? Well, we always need volunteers. One of the things that we've done in the past and something that maybe a group of nursing students would do is they came out and did blood pressure checks or basic things like that. Students that are on campus, I mean, we always need help with the setup and food and hosting a game or something like that. And so in the past, uh, several of our clubs have participated and done things like face painting, anything like that. You know, we have all these active clubs on campus. And so if we were to, you know, plan something in the spring where it would be during the school day, you know, or here on campus while people are on campus, um, previously we've done them on Saturday mornings. And so if we were to do something like that, it could be really something like our fall frenzy, which is actually going on now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, where all the clubs kind of join in and everybody has a different activity going on. And so, I mean, I I think it would be a great opportunity for us to just have our military students get involved on campus. I know so many of our adult students, and this includes our military students, are so busy with life. (laughs) Yes. You know, um, they've got to get somebody to ball practice after, you know, they get out of class or they've got to, you know, go to a teacher conference at school. And so that's one of those things where, you know, it's so hard for us to know exactly the best time for everybody because it is so different. But I would like to try to do something during the regular school day and just see if we can get some, you know, activity. I think that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. Absolutely great. So uh, final bit of questions, what advice would you give to some college students? You know, I'm trying to pick a certain career path, even if they don't know where to go. Mm-hmm. And on campus, what would you say would be great for trying to get into other career activities? Well, I would say pick something that you like, mm-hmm. not what your mom wants you to do. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's not a popular opinion. Yeah. But um, yeah, pick something that you like. Maybe something comes from that that you never really thought about before, you know. But, you know, I I sort of feel like I went into teaching because my sister that was older than me was going to college. You know, she is a teacher. My younger sister's a teacher. Um, And I taught here at the college, but um, that was way after the fact of, you know, I decided I'm changing my major. I don't know what I want to do. It's hard to decide what you want to be when you grow up. It is. It is. I still struggle. (laughs) I still struggle. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's one of those things where you just have to say, you know, what is something that I'm really interested in? Um, And you can always find your path in some way. It may take a little while. It may take seven years like it took me. (laughs) But, you know, it takes a while sometimes. But I, I think just finding something that you really like, you know, something else that I really think students should take advantage of, our career centers on campus, doing some career testing and finding out what are you actually interested in? Because, you know, you may have an idea since you were in the second grade that you want to be a teacher or you want to be a nurse, but then you may do some career testing and think, yeah, wow, you know, I'm really interested in, you know, this. I would say don't limit yourself to, you know, really explore some different options. Get involved in clubs that you know, maybe you think this is so outside of my comfort zone, you know, you might decide that, you know, this is something I'm really interested Try it. in. Go to a meeting. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also about networking, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. getting connections and everything like that. It definitely helps outside of the outside world. 
And it's funny you mentioned the career centers because I have been here many semesters and had no idea we had career centers. <laughs> and I just found out yesterday from one of our fall frenzy events that we actually have career clothing closet, closet, yeah, clothing closets. Um, yeah. So if you are going on an interview or something like that and you don't have anything nice to wear, you can go there and it's completely free yes. and you can feel good about your interview. I had no idea that existed. So I'm trying to get that information out as well. Do we have a food pantry on campus? I did know about that. That's been announced lately. But I think students can pick up um, 12 items per week with that. Yeah. And so, and that's one of the things that we've done um, for our military families in the community. Over the summer, we actually put together summer activity bags. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, for kids that are home all summer, we put together some easy-to-prep meals, um, you know, like ramen noodles and macaroni and cheese and canned soup and things like that, snacks. And then we also put together activity things, so educational-type toys and put them together in bags. And we pass those out at the Armory and then also here in Floyd, Cartersville, and Paulding. Mm -hmm. And I believe we put we passed out around 90 bags. Mm. Wow. Damn. Yeah. Wow. That was over the summer. And then we also do things like around Christmas, we'll mm -hmm. receive a donate, donations of toys. Mm -hmm. And so we do stocking stuffers. You know, we'll have just tables of, you know, toys and educational type things, school supplies. Usually around the first or the beginning of fall classes, we also have free school supplies. So notebooks, pens, pencils, highlighters, that kind of thing. So it's just, you know, another way for us to help financially provide for some of the things that, you know, that can get really costly, mm -hmm. especially right. if you're providing, you're buying for more than just yourself. You've also got kids that are in school and things like that. So, mm -hmm. well, we have thoroughly enjoyed talking with you and we've learned so much. Yeah, so thank we you. Really appreciate I that. really appreciate you inviting me. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's all we've got this week and we will see you in two weeks. Bye, everybody.